Megillah Kafchet Amud Aleph, The Go-Giver. And this title, The Go-Giver, is actually a title I've borrowed from uh, a friend of mine, Bob Berg, who wrote a most wonderful book called The Go-Giver, uh, which is, I suppose, about selling. It's, it's a business book, but it's not really a business book. It's much more than that. It's a life book. It's a Musar book. It's a wonderful little book. Um, and built on the premise that our, the quality of our relationships in business are built by what we give to people, the, the difference we make to people, not what we take and receive from them. Uh, and from a Torah perspective, that's the idea of olam chesed yibaneh. The world is built from the chesed we do, from what we invest in others, the way we uplift others, the generosity we show others, the kindness we show to others. That's what builds the world. That builds relationship. That builds connection. And through relationship and connection, businesses can can succeed and nations can succeed and communities and families. Every success in the world depends on a network of quality relationships. And quality relationships are developed through chesed, through what we give, not through what we take. Olam chesed yibaneh. And that idea is expressed also in a, in a very powerful verse in, in Mishle, in Proverbs, of Sonei Matanot Yichyeh, that one who despises gifts is truly alive, or will be truly alive, will grow into true livingness, if there is such a word. And it's not just not taking gifts, it's Sonei Matanot, finding handouts distasteful. It's not enjoying a handout. In fact, being revolted by the idea of, of handouts. Um, and, and that's so opposite to a culture of entitlement. This is a culture of responsibility where everybody feels, I have a responsibility to invest in my environment, in my society, in my community, in my family. I need to invest in the people around me, in my business and the people who work with me and for me, in my customers, in, in my creditors, in my shareholders. I need to invest in them, not take from them. That really is the key of that feeling of I don't want a handout. I want that what I have to be something I've built through my own effort and energy. And human beings are generators of energy. We can create energy and, and, and direct energy at others and build with our, own, with our own energy. And we'll see this in the piece of Gemara that we're learning today where Rabbi Akiva asked Rabbi Nechunia Hagadol, about whom we don't know a whole lot, other than that he lived to a ripe old age and he's referred to in this Gemara and hardly anywhere else. Rabbi Akiva says to him, What do you attribute your old age to? How have you lived such a long and good life? Amalo, he says to him after some interaction, One of the things that I attribute my long life to is that I have never received gifts. Kihod Rabbi Elozer, like the case of, of Rabbi Elozer, ki have a meshadri le matanot mi that if they used to send him gifts from the house of the of the nasi, from the palace of the highest authority, um, he wouldn't accept those those gifts. And the reason that he wouldn't for, accept those gifts is because of this principle. And in fact, he have a mazamnila, even if they invited him to the palace, lo have azil, he didn't feel comfortable going. Are you not comfortable with the fact that I want to live? As it says, one who hates gifts will, will truly live. 
and, and I don't want to be a receiver. I don't want to receive a handout. And of course, he realizes that when you're dealing with the palace, you're dealing with the house of the Nasi, there's no reciprocation possible. There's wealth in the palace. There's power in the palace. What am I going to do to reciprocate? So if I'm taking gifts from the highest authorities of the land, I'm not going to be able to reciprocate and I remain indebted. And the essence of Sonei Matanet Yichyeh is, I would rather create indebtedness than be indebted. I'm, there's more wealth and more life in having people indebted to me than in me being indebted to others. Rabbi Zaira, the same thing. He have a mashadri leimi bein When he got gifts from the, the house of the nasi from the palace, he wouldn't accept them. He have a However, if they invited him to dinner at the palace, Azil, he would go. Omar, and he explained it. It yakuri demit yakribi. It's they who are being honored by my presence. It's no honor for me. I don't feel any honor and any, any need to, to feel indebted because I'm invited to dinner at the palace. It means nothing to me. But I do know that they find honor in my presence there, which is why they're inviting me. And that's why I'm going. I'm giving by my presence. I'm not going. And one has to be sure if one's going out to dinner that one's presence is adding some value there. You're not just going to eat your host's food. You're actually bringing something to the table. In Rabbi Zaira's case, it was, it was his own presence as a great Talmud Chacham and leader of the community. He brought a lot of stature to the table and to the, and to the atmosphere of, of the palace and they enjoyed having him and he realized that, <coughs> that his presence there was more contribution than it was consumption. And so in all of our interactions, it's important that we evaluate at this moment, am I consuming or am I contributing? And if I'm consuming, how can I reciprocate in such a way that from a net perspective, I've been a contributor and not a consumer? We see that with Avraham Avinu when he says to Avimelech, I won't take a thread or a shoelace or anything from you. And you should never be able to say, Ani Avram. I am responsible for Avram's success. I never want you to be able to take that responsibility. My success has to be from my effort, what I've put in and invested, and from the Siata Dishmaya, from Hashem's blessing that has come as a result of what I've put into my relationship with Hashem. And the uh, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar points out that that's why Avram was so insistent on paying for the Maharat HaMachpelah. He didn't want it as, as a gift. He didn't want it as a donation. Uh, he wanted to buy it with a, a, a fair business deal uh, where he was giving as much as he was receiving. Uh, the idea is further explored and developed in the introduction to the Shev Schmeitzer, which is a wonderful sefer that everybody in yeshiva learns. It's, it's very difficult work. It deals with how to manage uncertainty. And it has certain seven different chapters they were written when the Shev Schmeitzer, who is the Ksota Choshen, this is uh, 18th century, uh, was getting married. And at his Sheva Brochus, each night of his Sheva Brochus, he gave one of these chapters as his Dvar Torah. Uh, he, he gave them as a speech at the Sheva Brochus. And now uh, people in Yeshiva and Tamidah Chachomim can spend weeks trying to understand one of these chapters. Um, and the uh, in the beginning of, of, of the Shev Shemites, it's interesting, we spoke just a few days ago about the importance of subtraction, not always adding and adding, but sometimes taking stuff away and reducing. And the Ketzot was a master of that. Uh, he had a friend who wrote the Sefer called the Nesivas HaMishpat, the Nesivas is a, another Sefer on, on 
Choshen uh, Mishpat that we have. So we have the Ktsot HaChoshen and we have the Nativita Mishpat written by two friends at the same time, lived at the same time, um, and co- communicated with each other. The Nativis often attacks the thinking of the Ktsot and the Ktsot subsequently defends it. And they used to meet from time to time, and at one such meeting, the Nesivas apparently said to the Ktzot, this is brought in the Mekor Baruch, this, the history, Sefer, and just a remarkable work by the Torah Tamima uh, on the, the whole history of, of Torah. And um, he mentions there that the Nesivas said to the uh, Ktzot, I think my Sefer is as good as yours, and I think I'm, I'm as much as a Talmud Chacham as you are. Why is it that your Sefer is selling like hotcakes, and mice for him sit on the shelves. Nobody's buying them. Why is yours so much better than mine? And the Ktsos HaChoshin said, tell me what you do every day. What does your day look like? And the Siva said, every morning I get up, and even before it's light, uh, after I've said my brochus, I sit down and I, I start writing. I carry on from where I left off yesterday, and I keep going through the day. And the Ktsos said, aha, that's the difference. When I get up in the morning, I don't start writing. I review what I wrote yesterday, and I take out anything that's superfluous. And I rephrase anything that is ambiguous, and I sharpen my write, writing before I continue uh, to to write for the for the next day. And perhaps that's why the, the Ksos is a difficult sefer to learn because it's so dense. Every word is is important. It's well thought out, uh, and and there's absolutely no fluff in it at all. Uh, that's the the Ksos Achishin. He wrote the Shev Shmeitzer, and in the introduction to the Shev Shmeitzer, he published the Shev Shmeitzer much later in his life. He didn't want to publish it. He'd written it when he was so young that he wanted it to mature. He wanted to be sure that he was satisfied and happy with it before he released it for publication. And he writes uh, in a quote from the Zohar on the posuk, Drink water from your cistern and flowing water from your be'er, your well. And the Chef Schmeitzer explains that a bor is a cistern. It contains water, but it doesn't produce water. A be'er is a well that has a spring at the bottom of it, and so it produces water. And he says that's the purpose of life. When we were just in the Shama up in heaven, we were like a bor. We were given everything we needed. We contained our spirituality. Um, but it didn't. we weren't able to generate our own spiritual energy. But when we came down to this world of Yudhidatayah, and we do what we're meant to be doing here, as he bivchinat be'er, then the neshama becomes not a bor, but a be'er, who ma'ayan hamitgaber v'novea me'atzmo. That's a spring that becomes stronger and stronger, and it, it overflows with its own water. And that's why the reward we get then is not bread of shame. It's not, it's not a handout. It's not charity. Because the reward we get in the world to come is reward that we've earned through our own generation of spiritual energy. Uh, the principle is any person who has nothing of his own, everything he has comes from someone else or somewhere else. He's the recipient of handouts. He's supported by other people. His wisdom is borrowed. He cuts and pastes it. He doesn't generate his own innovative ideas. He hasn't built his own business. He's just worked with others and for others. Uh, in no area of his life has he built anything that is truly his. In that case, Ani, he's considered a poor person. Uh, doesn't matter how much money he's got. It's not his. 
And chashuv kemet, as the Gemara says, a person who's poor, who's not generating, is like a dead person because dead people can't generate anymore. They have to receive. We have to do kindness to them because they can't do anything themselves. Um, and that's why the Shev Shmeitzer says in the name of the Maharal, the Be'er Kri and Mayim Chayim. And that's why water that comes from a spring is called Mayim Chayim, living water. The Fishu Novea Me'atzmo, because it springs itself. Masha'en Ken Me'bor. Whereas um, the, this water in a bore is, isn't so. And in the laws of mikvaot, there are some important differences between the water in a cistern and the water in a, in a spring. And that's why if one is poor, has nothing of one's own that we have generated and value that we've created by, our, by ourselves, then one's considered like a dead person, whereas sonei matanot, if one despises gifts, one lives. And that's why that's the breath of life that Hashem gave us, the capacity to generate our own power and our own effort. It's interesting that when you think of a business in, in itself, that's what a business really is, isn't it? Uh, you've got shareholders, investors who put money into the business uh, and they want returns. They want more than they've put in. And you've got creditors who lend money to the business and they want more than the money they've lent. They want interest back. And you've got customers who want value that exceeds the price they're paying. And you've got employees who want to be paid more than the value of their time. Yeah, everybody wants something out of this business. And, and business are, are able to, to do that, to pay that, to, to generate profits. Where does that come from? A business is able to add value. A business is able to take a certain amount of assets and use those assets with human ingenuity to add value to the world, to add to the economy, to add to the GDP. That's what a business can do because a business is, is a group of human beings and that's what humans do. We add value. We add value in a social interaction. We add value in a family. We add value in a community. When we're learning Torah, we make chidushim, we bring innovative thoughts, we add value to the Torah. That's what we do. We don't just borrow and cut and paste and quote. Uh, we, we develop our own thinking and that's the power of the human being and the human mind. The Sma says in Choshimish Pedresh Memtet, the Sma is one of the first and most important perushim, certainly on the Chosh and Mishpat. He wrote on the entire tour, the Drisha and the Prisha, and he wanted to write on the whole of Shulchan Aruch, but only wrote on the, uh, on the Chosh and Mishpat. And he's like the starting point. When you're learning Chosh and Mishpat, you learn the Chosh and Mishpat with the Sma. That's your starting point. Um, 16th century, he was a, a, a Talmud of the Ramor, who is the Shulchan Aruch, uh, and of the Marshal, who was an, one of the most important uh, halachic authorities of that day. So the Sma is the, one of the early Acharonim, who is one of the first to explain the Shulchan Aruch. And on the idea of Sonei Matanot Yichir, that one who hates gifts will live, he says, uh, One thinks that we will gain security by increasing wealth. And therefore, taking and, and being a go get, a go taker, not a go getter, uh, being a go getter, sorry, not a go giver. And we're told, no, on the contrary, it's by not wanting a handout, by not wanting to be a getter. I don't want to be a go getter. I want to be a go giver. 
Because if you love handouts, if you want to receive from people, if you're dependent on people, then you have to flatter them. And you'll never confront them when they're doing something wrong, particularly if you're an educator or a rav. If you're dependent on the people you serve, you'll never really challenge them. You'll never stretch them. You'll never confront them uh, because you'll be afraid of their reactions and you'll always want to be popular. Popularity is such a powerful value today. It drives so much of human behavior, especially, but not only in the United States. Popularity, to be popular is so important. Um, and that's because we're not so neymatanot. We, we want people to give us things. And the whole idea of this piece of Gomorrah is, no, don't be the go-getter. Don't look at how much you can get out of a situation, what you can take from people, what you can receive from people. Be the go-giver. Be an olam chesed yibaneh. Build the world around you by what you do for people and the value that you add.